0: Start your business for the freedom of time Now you're tired of the hustle and grind There's gotta be a better way It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper Welcome to Chill and Prosper
1: You're ready to chill and prosper With Denise Duffield thomas Hey there, friendly friend. It's Denise here. Welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. Today we're talking about how to acclimatise yourself to higher revenue in your business and in your life, quite frankly, too, because not all money has to come from your business. So if you're in my money boot camp, you might recognize this conversation because we do talk about energetic income levels and there will be, I mean, in the normal world, too, we talk about it as income plateaus and an income plateau might feel like this is all I can earn. I can't earn any more than this. And in Money Bootcamp, we talk about it from a money blocks point of view, right? So we start to go, um, "Why is it unsafe for you to earn any more money? What's symbolic about this rate? Are you about to go to a next tax bracket? Who are you going to start out earning? What's symbolic about this for you?" And we really look at it from those kind of angles. So if you're in my Money Bootcamp, go and rewatch that energetic income level. But I also wanted to talk about um, some, some other things that you can do to get really practical about this because often we think, okay, well, that's all I can earn, right? And I can't do anything else about it. Or we feel like that our abilities mean that we can only earn a certain amount of income. But you really can grow and expand beyond what you thought was possible, And That's kind of the key, right? What you thought was possible. So We all have our own internal ideas about what we're allowed to earn in an hour, a day, a month, a a year in our particular profession, uh, working the amount of hours we are in the stage of life we're at. You only have to dig a little deeper into that to see that you have these unwritten rules for yourself about what you are and aren't allowed to earn and we often compartmentalize our money in that way right we go well that's a legitimate way to earn money and that's not but we also just have these unconscious limits you know and it could be from your parents you know your parents could have said oh well you if you go into that profession you'll never earn more than x and you go oh okay um you might have been told that in your industry, like literally at a conference, people go, well, you can't earn more than this, or you're a bad person, or that could be completely like implied. Um, Or you just have this feeling about yourself of going, well, that's for other people. That's for someone who is different to me. And so you might think, oh, well, I could, but if only if I was skinnier, or only if I was prettier, or only if I was taller. (laughs) And it's so fascinating to see what unwritten rules we have about how much we're allowed to earn, and I've definitely felt that myself. There's been um, many times over my, uh, definitely in my corporate career, but in my business career too, where I felt like, oh no, this is this is all I can earn, this is all I can earn. And I remember in my corporate career, actually, a lot of that was um, other people's perceptions. And this what this is what happens a lot for women, right? Is that there is a wage gap. And there is a wage gap for women of color that's even worse than white women and, and so on and so on. But I remember asking for a pay increase at work and my boss was like, oh, but your salary, that was a really good salary when I was you know, starting out. And I was like, that was 15 years ago. You know, and so I was like, he's, he's putting a limiter on what I can earn based on what he earned 15 years ago. Like, what the heck? And then I've seen it sometimes in industries where there's someone who's like almost the boss of the industry unofficially, and they put a cap on what other people can earn too because they go, well, I'm charging this. And so they teach their protégés to kind of keep under that or that's, that's what the market will bear. And it's just really fascinating if you start to look at that because we think that things like pricing, it's real. It's not. You can price whatever you like and you will find too that things that you feel okay about charging um, will become normal to you and then you'll find something else. And let me give you an example of that actually. So I feel totally fine charging money for my money bootcamp. It's two and a half grand at the moment. I think it's well worth the money. I have no charge around it. Huh, <laughs> charge, money pun there. Um, I feel totally fine. I feel like it's totally win-win. But something I still struggle with a little bit is setting pricing for speaking. And it's something I've struggled with the last couple of years. One, because I don't really love doing it that much. Um, It takes a lot of energy for me. It takes a lot of prep. Um, It takes a lot of worry and stress of traveling. It takes, you know, it just takes stuff out of me. And so the first couple of years of charging, I would only just speak at friends events because I was like, oh, just do it for you for free, babe. No problem. And that started to not feel good. But then I was like, oh, but I don't like preparing for speaking, so I can't charge for it. Or I don't really like it, so I won't charge for it. And then I was like, well, I'll charge a lot for it. And so then I put my prices up. And then I was like, when people (laughs) would book me, I was like, oh, my God, I have to go overboard in over delivering to make this money, even though me being there got bums on seats. I felt like, oh, my God, how can I help you? How can I? I'm part of your team. Let me rearrange chairs for you. And so your acclimatization might be different depending on the situation. So you might feel totally fine charging, you know, a random stranger something, but then your friend asks you to do it and you go, oh my God, I can't charge my friend or a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend. And you're like, oh, I still can't charge them. Or someone with your an accent similar to you or someone who um, comes from your hometown, even if you didn't even know each other beforehand. So you'll see that there's all these different rules that you have around what you're allowed to charge in what circumstances and situations, right? So here are some tips that I have on how to acclimatize yourself to higher revenue in your business. So then it becomes normal. And trust me, I mean, I was so excited when I made, um, I remember I made $5,000 in one month and I was at a conference um I was in Kendall Summerhawks program which was like a 6 month program and she was giving out trophies to people and it was like I got a $5000 a month trophy and it was like I think it was um it was like a diamond with it engraved on it 5000 a month something like that and I was just like oh my god I have made it this feels amazing $5000 in one month oh my god it's so cool and then you know I've I've made I mean, the most I've made in a month, I don't know, like probably $2 million in a month. Um, And it felt okay. (laughs) It was just like, oh, cool. That was good. That was fun. Um, And so it's really interesting that that's what will happen to you along your journey sometimes is that things that feel exciting will just feel normal. Um, Things that feel scary will just feel normal, all of those things. And you really can then acclimatize and expand yourself to higher revenue without sabotaging it. I think that's the key because I've seen people grow, 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 grow their revenue, but actually they're in the same position because they grow, 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 grow their expenses or they sabotage it in other ways so they lose it. And so I want you to acclimatize to higher revenue and higher profit in your business. And actually, I've met a few people recently and this is the biggest privilege of my work when I go to events. I actually don't love the speaking, as I said, but meeting people before and after is is really special. And I've had a few people recently come up and say, I read your book, I did your program, and now I'm making you know X amount of money. Like, oh, now I'm making $2 million, you know, 20 grand a month, 50 grand a month, all of these amazing big numbers. And I'll, I'll say to them, I'm so proud of you. Like, that is just so amazing. And Make sure you're saving your money too. And they're always like, yeah, cool. Because um, that's the thing. You can acclimatize to more and more, but you can also acclimatize to um, having more and more responsibility and stress. And I've done that for sure. I've There's been times where I've stretched myself a little bit too far and then I've created more adrenaline. Oh, wow, I'm back in that feast or famine mode where, you know, flew too close to the sun. And so that's been my big lesson over the last couple of years is um, saving money for taxes, putting money into boring investment properties, uh, you know, listening to my accountant, all of those boring things, because that actually helps you to acclimatize to more, but without it being unsafe, without it being stress without it being a disaster and sabotage. So that's what I'm going to tell you now. I mean, you can hear it. I heard it for years and I didn't do it. (laughs) Like saving for taxes, whatever. There's always more money. Um, Oh, I'll just, just stretch for that bigger house and oh, fine. There'll always be more money. And I really want to implore you. Cool. Put money aside. Put money into a boring investment property. Make sure you're paying off your debts as you're making that higher revenue. Oh, I sound like being such a mom, but um, it's really important because otherwise it's not real. You're not acclimatizing to more. You're just creating a big bubble that could burst in the future. Okay, so I want it to be sustainable, still exciting. You can still have those big months. You can still you know, have those big events, but I want to acclimatize you to more. And so for some of you, that is acclimatizing you to going to a different, like, class. Like, you know, you're going from lower class to middle class. You know, you're, you're in a completely different tax bracket. Maybe you're going to a new neighborhood. But it's more than that. I want you to feel really grounded in it. Isn't that cool? To feel really grounded in it, for it to be a legacy, Yeah, okay, more on that in a sec, but I've got some other um, tips for you that you can really put into place straight away about starting to acclimatize to making more money, making and keeping more money and growing more money. All right, see you in a sec. Hi, my name is Alejandra Zachi.
0: I am a mindset coach. I live in the Pacific Northwest in the US and I am originally from Argentina. I joined Money Bootcamp at the beginning of 2020 and it's been an incredible Last three years, listening to podcasts and reading books, and and also joined Sacred Money Archetypes. And I'm a big fan of Denise, and she has helped me really break through money blocks. Listen to the stories that I kept repeating myself about why I wasn't making money or why I kept looping into savings, famine, famine and feast. Um, And I've recommended Denise to every single one of my friends. I would talk about her to anybody that is willing to listen for that matter. Thank you, Denise. It's been wonderful. And I would recommend you to anybody and everybody.
1: Hey, welcome back. We are talking about how to acclimatize to higher revenue in your business. And as I said, you know, I've gone from, I mean, my first month in business was actually $225. And it was like, oh my God, I feel so cool. And then I've just, I've, you know, grown and grown and grown that. And it's, um, yeah, I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. So one big thing, I think, if you do want to break through an income plateau, you do want to make more money, is you've got to hang out with other people who are earning that that kind of money, okay? Because I've been in rooms where we've just, we're throwing around things, oh yeah, cool, you know, 50, 50 grand for blah, blah, blah or this or that or yep, cool, made half a million dollars last month and we can just talk about it like it's nothing and it's not nothing. We're obviously very privileged about it but you being in rooms like that where people talk about those numbers and you just see that they're a normal person and you go, oh, okay, so if I want to make a 100 grand a month, I have to help people like I have to sell a certain amount of widgets. I have to help amount of people. I have to sell it, you know, whatever it is. And so being around those people helps you to see that it's possible. And I'll tell you, like one experience that really shifted things for me, it actually wasn't about income necessarily. It was about possibility. So a couple of years ago, um, my friend Natalie McNeil uh, organized a trip to go to Necker Island, to which, which is Richard Branson's private island. Necker Island, and um, it was like, you know, 30 grand back then. It's more now. And it got um, delayed by a hurricane, and it got delayed again and delayed again because of hurricanes and different things. And so when we finally got there, and I remember just going, Oh, it looks fine. The hurricane obviously didn't affect it at all. And one of the staff members said, Oh, no, every palm tree you see here has been replanted. So he bought full-size palm trees and replanted them on the island. And I just remember going, what? (laughs) Like, what the heck? And this is an island, like it's a pretty small island in the middle of nowhere, right? And one of the activities was we got on a boat and we went around like the little harbor and you had to go on a tiny little plane to get there. It was like crazy. And someone's like, oh, that's, I don't know, the Google guy's island and this is the other bloody guy's island, whatever it is, right? And, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a really great experience. I'm really, really happy that I did it. But actually what I got from that experience, from being around people who have that possibility, I was like, oh, my God, I can have a holiday house. And because I was feeling guilty about buying a holiday house because I was like, I can't just have – I can't have a second house for no good reason. And so being there, like – and, I I mean, I – I've read Richard Branson's books since I was, you know, a baby entrepreneur and just I admire, you know, his attitude to a lot of things. Not a perfect person by any means, but I remember just thinking, "Oh my god, if he could create this in the middle of freaking nowhere where everything has to be shipped in." Like, you know, there's um, water filtration systems there and solar panels and you know, little electric cars and no food really grows, and like it's in the middle of breaking nowhere. I really just went, Oh my god! I and I'm stressed about buying a holiday house 40 minutes from my house, like on land. It just made me just go, Oh, I can do this, and I am allowed to create this space for myself and it, it just changed everything for me and actually one other thing that changed for me too is that the staff were um it's all about creating a really good experience a good time and there's tons of staff members there and they're not moonlighting di- doing different things it's not like the guy who um i don't know does the yoga with you is also making your cocktails like everyone's got their own task and we were sitting around this um, one of the girls goes oh i really feel like mac and cheese and the guy was like oh i can make you mac and cheese And we're like, oh, okay. And they were just like, this is your, like, help yourself. And when I then created my rose farm and my rose farm retreats, I just went, I'm going to create that same fun feeling of expansion and abundance and to make people feel like when they come here that nothing's an issue and it's very abundant and, you know, it's like, it's beautiful, you know, and I think being in different places really helps you to acclimatize to that. Um, Whether it's being around big thinkers, people who make lots of money, people who are doing what you want to do, people who are doing the impossible, and like, I don't want an island. But hearing and seeing the story and being there made me go, oh, God, my dream's actually really achievable. (laughs) And so that means like joining masterminds, going to events, speaking to people Um, who have done what you want to do, coaching with people, like putting money in the game and being in those spaces. Or, and this is the biggest thing too, I hear so many people tell me, I want, you know, my dream house. And I'm like, great, go to an open house. And they won't go to a freaking open house. They won't even go. It's free. Real estate agents do not care. They know it's a numbers game. Go see the house, go to the open. And they won't do it. And I'm telling you, that will help you acclimatize to higher revenue because every time I've done that, every time I've put myself in a different space, it's given me the motivation or the desire and then the desire is greater than my fear to do the thing. Like I'll see something, I, I, I'll i feel it and I'll see it and I'll smell it and I'll touch it and I'll breathe it and then I'll go, I'm going to go do that thing that I don't want to do. I don't always want to launch stuff. I don't want, always want to you know do do the thing but i'm like but this is going to get me my beach house or this is going to get me my rose farm this is going to help me and like i remember we did a big launch for us to buy our rose farm and like i went all out in that launch i sent you know personal videos to people because each one I was like this is getting me closer to my farm and it's win win i can help someone and i'll get my farm at the same time and but i needed to feel the feeling of wanting that land to then push myself to the next level in business. Does that make sense? So you have to acclimatize. It's just like when you, if you wanted to climb Mount Everest, which I would never do, by the way. I hate being outside. I hate physical activity. I hate climbing. I hate the cold. I would never do it. But I understand if you were going to do it, you have to acclimatize to it. You have to train. You know, if you're um, an Olympian and you're Going somewhere that has a higher altitude than you're used to, you have to go there earlier so you can acclimatize to the air, to the air pressure. I don't know. I'm not an athlete. Um, you have to acclimatize to that. You have to breathe the air. And so, so many people don't want to go there. They don't want to do the thing. They'll, they just want to think about it. And hey, look, thinking about it, it is a It is a part of it. It can be part of the manifesting of it for sure. But nothing beats actually going to the thing, being there, normalizing it, training for it, knowing what it feels like. And this is where it starts to become interesting too. You might go to 10 open houses and start to imagine yourself living there, but it's also going to give you discernment. And you can go, you know what? I really love that bathroom, but I hate this. Oh, isn't that interesting that they did that? oh, now I know what to look for in my next house. And actually, moving to my beach house, it was a really great um, big goal and I used to visit it all the time and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, after living there a couple of years, I was like, oh, actually, I really wanted to live near the ocean and this was such a great big experience, but I didn't really design the house in the way that I really truly wanted. But I didn't know what I didn't know. Like when we um, bought the land, I I had – Um, A three-year-old and a six-month-old baby. I didn't know what I needed when my kids were older. I didn't know what I needed as an entrepreneur, Um, you know, and so now I'm like, oh, now I have the discernment for the next house. And so that's what putting yourself in those situations does. It gives you um, knowledge and choice and then you can make a different decision next time. But you can't just do that by thinking about it. Okay. Oh, Do you know what the other thing too about being in masterminds, it's not all just about like, oh, let's talk about the big numbers. Actually, what's really fascinating about the normalization of, um, of bigger numbers is actually talking about the challenges too. Talking about the costs, talking about um, some of the scarier situations that people will have. And like it could be someone going, I'm getting sued. You know, and you go, oh, great. How are you dealing with that? And that becomes normalized as well. Not as in you'll um, attract it and it's like, oh, cool. That's a good thing. But then you just go, oh, well, if that happened to me, I know I can call that person and say, hey, what did you do? And, oh, I know this isn't just me. Like the universe doesn't like me. This is just part of having that bigger thing. And um, it's the same with my house, right, with the beach house. I was like, oh, um, you have to get your windows cleaned every two weeks. Oh, cool. I know that now and I think then when, you, when you're when you around people who are, have what you want and you can hear the good and the bad and the ugly, it makes it way more real for starters but it also makes you then decide, oh, do I really even want that? Okay, that's new information. You know, I used to write in my journal, I'd go, oh, I wake up at 6 in the morning with the sun streaming through the curtains and, oh, my God, that is not fun. I hate Waking up to sunlight, I hate it. I block out curtains because it's so. I'm um, like, ah, my eyes, and um, yeah, it's not, it's not fun. And I didn't know that at the time. And so even like, you know, go stay in Airbnbs in your dream neighborhood. Go on holidays in your dream neighborhood. Acclimatize to what it feels like because then you can make different choices. You go, oh, actually, don't like that sun. Or oh, actually, having pina coladas every day gives me diarrhea. Oh, good to know. Um, and then you know, right. Okay, a couple of other um, things on this because I know we're running out of time, but how to acclimatize to higher revenue is also to get okay with paying taxes. Because if you really stress about paying taxes or you resent it, um, you really are going to put a cap on your income unless you find some really great tax dodge way. Like that's just part of the next stage of making more money is paying more taxes. And that's okay. So, you know, don't be afraid of paying taxes where you are now so you can then pay more later as well another thing is to pay yourself a salary get used to having expenses in your business even if that's just for yourself you know just getting used to this is what a, a business does I pay myself and so therefore the business has to make money to pay me and then you can add on you know other expenses and other things to help you in your business and team and then that acclimatizes as well you know it's like i'm bringing people in to expand the business if you're just always like oh I'll pay myself with the leftover money it just never really grows your business and also too let's think about it as well if you want to build um if you want to buy a big house you know you want that income on the record too don't be afraid of that um that's going to help you expand even more um yeah increase your standards for things allow yourself to go to the next Um, I mean, in Money Bootcamp, we call this incremental upgrades, right? It's like incrementally upgrading your life. So then you get used to a higher standard of living and those things become your normal. You know, it it could be that you always travel economy class. Great. Maybe you start to travel at premium economy and that's your next upgrade. Or you start getting somewhere the day before for a conference. So you're not running and, and racing there. Or you allow yourself to get a taxi every now and again, or you start getting your hair blow-dried every week. Little things like that, that yes, they do cost money, but they start to become part of your minimum standard. And then you, you receive more because you believe that you're worth more in lots of ways. So all of those things can be um, really powerful, I think, just to get used to higher revenue, keeping more, allowing yourself to be, do, and have more without feeling like you're expanding so far you're going to explode because you'll still be the same person. You'll still be exactly the same. And the more you can normalize it, the more you can realize, well, why not me? Why not me? All right. Well, I have one final thought for you. So don't go away. I'll see you right after this very quick break for another little juicy tidbit. All right. See you in a sec.
0: Hey, gorgeous. My name is Aude Charot and I live in France near Paris. I'm a feng shui expert. I have just finished reading the book Get Rich Lucky Beach," and wow, it can really change your life thank you Denise I feel ready to shine in this world reach a new level with my business and allow myself to be fully me
1: I'm Rebecca Morton I'm a breathwork practitioner singer and theatre maker from Central Victoria and Melbourne Australia and I've been following Denise for a few years now I read Chill and Prosper and Get Rich Lucky Bitch and followed all her free offerings. Never thought I would be able to afford Money Bootcamp. That just seems so way out of reach. And now I'm here in Money Bootcamp and Sacred Money Archetypes and I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Okay, welcome back. So my final thought, um, it's actually not, about the money. It's really not, and I'm not saying you have to just make more and more and more and more and more and more and more, more. but it's about um, expanding into more of what you want to do, more of who you are. And sometimes that takes money, right? So don't be afraid of expanding um, money to pay for the things that you want to do to simplify your life, you know, to create more happiness. And I actually saw this quote from Deepak Chopra and he says, the purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. The purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. You know, I follow some of those dude bros sometimes and they're like, yeah, make more money, kill kill the competition, you know, and it's just like more, 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 more. And I'm not saying that. The purpose of life is the expansion of happiness, Deepak Chopra. But you know what? it's okay that a a nicer house might give you more happiness or a nicer car or simplifying your life or retiring, you know, your parent or paying for an amazing holiday or investing something that's really important to you or giving money to charity. That all takes money too, you know, and money is just a tool for us to create good in the world and I'm really passionate about this. You know, there's a lot of bad people in the world. There's a lot of people who have used money as a tool for evil, A a tool for control, a tool for destruction. And this next phase really is about how can we use money as a tool for good? How can we use it to invest in things that we want to see in the world, that we want to create, that we want to lobby for, that we want to manifest? And manifest just means make real. Okay. And so money can do all of those things. So don't be afraid of more money. You'll still be the same person. you know, I heard that quote, you will still be the same person but with better shoes. And you know what? I bought heaps of fancy shoes and then I went, oh, I don't like that. I'm wearing my sketches today. Um, so yeah, I like that quote from Deepak Chopra. The, the purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. I love that. Okay. Expand, expand and prosper, chill and prosper. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper Tell your friends to chill and prosper Review and subscribe We hope you had a very good time